Hey guys, Benjamin Darius, aka BJ here from Dear Dad Podcast. Now, when I started this podcast, I wanted a platform where I can record and upload my content very easily. I didn't want to go through any hoops to get my podcast out there. When I did start my podcast, I was on a different platform. But after I was introduced to Anchor, not once, not twice, but over three times by my close friends, I decided to give Anchor a try. I must say, I absolutely love it. Not only is it easy to use, but I am able to record, edit, post, and publish all my episodes right there on the app or the site. I was able to transfer all my episodes onto Anchor in less than five minutes. That for me was unbelievable. Oh yeah, here's the best thing of all. It's free. It is free to use. Yeah, I know that's crazy, but take my word on this. It's true. Using Anchor has definitely made podcasts so easy. Trust me, you'll love it. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad Podcast, a platform where you can come and express yourself rather through poetry, spoken words, essay, or simply a live conversation. This is all dad talk. I'm here for you. Let's go. Hello, you beautiful people. Thank you for joining me again for our Dear Dad podcast. So today I have with me my very first guest. Um, it's my cousin, Evans Darius. And uh, he took the uh, honor of actually being my first de- guest. Um, when I first did this podcast, I reached out to him. Probably He probably was the first person that I reached out to. And I wanted to just hear his story because apparently our story is similar. It's almost parallel. Um, he is my cousin and um, my uncle is his father. But, you know, I'm not in his shoes. So I'm here to introduce you to my very first guest, Evans Darius. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Beautiful people. Uh, thank you, Kuzo, for uh, inviting me. This is definitely an honor um, to be a part. Um, and I'm looking forward to this dialogue. That's right. There you go. There you go. So I'm just going to jump right in. I'm just going to ask you one, uh, one basic question. Um, and you can take it as far as you want to. Um, and you let me know. Uh, pretty much a little bit about you. So my first question to, to you is pretty much, uh, who are you? Tell me about you. Who is Evans Darius? Um, my name is Evans Darius, Evans Henry Darius, for those who don't know. Uh, my brother's middle name is also Henry, um, and his name is Carl Henry Darius. Uh, I was born in New York City um, and raised in Boston. Um I am a musician. I play drums. I'm also a musical director uh, for um, a church. And I love basketball. I love laughing. I love my family. I'm newly married. Um, yep. 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 Got married in July. I'm happy. Okay, now. Uh, you know, I'm currently living in Georgia. I don't know. What else can I say about me? Um, I'm an introvert, but around people that I love, I'm an extrovert. I love to laugh. I love food. I love to travel. That's it. That's the gist of Evans. You know, I love music. Music is my passion. Um, I love people. Um, I love to make people laugh. I love to, I love good energy. You know, that's pretty much it. All right. So the second question that I have for you right now is pretty much go going to um, fatherhood or father um, or dad in itself. So tell me a little bit about your dad, um, current, present, you know, just a little bit about him, if you don't mind. Um... 
my dad is um he's a pastor um he he uh what can i say about him he's he's your average haitian father you know uh, very uh stern um i would say you know stuck in his ways but and loving in his own way um okay um has his own beliefs um and in in and, and, and I, I would say just stuck in his ways you know that's that's uh that's the most i can say about him um um my upbringing with my dad was uh was it, it was really up and down so i feel like my my perspective for, of him was just a sergeant um and and i would say cold but cold in a way where um, he he wanted the best for me in in his own way, okay. and um, okay. the way that was presented was, you know, I'm not your friend. You're just gonna do what I say. Uh, in that, um, the the relationship I desired from him was was um, more of a loving, more of a person that I can come to with all of my issues and, um, you know, anything that I was going through, but what I got in return was more so, your education comes first and everything is after. Um, mm. So everything was education, education. Even now, you know, it's like, if you don't have an education, then you're nobody. So like that, right. that, um, that put a, a little bit of a wedge between us because you know there was a lot of air, other areas that that I needed and didn't receive because of that um, that I desired and didn't receive because of that. Um, but you know, um, in the same conversation, you know, he provided um, some of the things that I needed in terms of shelter and, uh, and, and food. But I guess what I more of a relationship is what I desired growing up. Um, I mean, from what you experienced, I know from my half, as far as my dad, I mean, again, I said it before, he was there. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost similar to he was there, but right. he was never at the house. I mean, the difference between him and I, um, your dad and my dad, right. your dad was at the house. Um, but you still, uh, there yeah. was a neglect there in itself that you're, you were experiencing. And what you were telling me that is that you wanted yeah. a relationship with them. And a typical Haitian or Caribbean parent is just like, you need to get your education and that's all that need. This, that's all I'm, right. I'm, I'm raising you for right now. Get your education and then from here on out, maybe something can happen. But as far as a relationship with there them, was, a bond with them, right. was not something uh, Yeah, there was definitely happened. a disconnect. There was definitely a disconnect there. Uh, it, was, it was just education and it was education and he, he, he definitely promoted church as well. Education, church, and that's it. Um, other than that, I don't want to hear about anything else that's, that's really going on. And, you know, if he was home, he would be doing his own thing and I'm in my own space. Um, but uh, what I, you know, what I was looking for was more of a sit down, more of a, you know, this is how you grow up as a man. This is what you need to do as a person. Um, um, and you know, yeah, there was definitely a disconnect there. Like he was in the house, definitely, but um, the relationship, the bond, wasn't wasn't what I was, what I 
what I desired or what I was looking for. Wow, that's a difference. I didn't hear that perspective of it. I mean, I'm again, I'm I'm going from a person that grew up around my dad, but not him being around. Um, but yours is in the house, and he's still found a dilemma. Whenever I hear individuals are talking about their parents that they have both parents in the household, and there's a complaint. My thing is, why are you complaining if you have both parents in the house? See, I'm not right. living that perspective that you're living right now or that you went through. Um, I mean, everybody has their struggles, but for me, I put a blind blinder zone and not mm-hmm. be able to relate to that. You know, so I'm like, you had your own, you had your own mom, you mm-hmm. had your own dad. I mean, like, what's what's the problem? You were there. If, the, if there wasn't a relationship that wasn't built, mm-hmm. so what? At least it was there. You right. know what I'm saying? I was, it was a little bit disconnect, and I'm learning that that's everybody has their own their own journeys, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, it was it it. It's like it, it. It's almost for me. It it would have been easier if you if he wasn't there because it hurt that you were there. Really? Yeah. Because it's like you were there and didn't contribute to anything. Like I, I felt like I had to learn a lot of things on my own um, in terms of finances, in terms of you know um, how I how I interacted with women. Um, how I interacted with people, even social cues, you know, you, you look to your father for that type of molding. Um, so you're, even if he's there, you're kind of just left to observe from a distance and then try to figure out how to do it on your own. Um, down to being like how you budget in your house and how you, how you, you know, cook, how you you know do dishes all these things you're not looking at your mother especially as a man you're looking at your father and um i felt like you know i didn't i didn't have that example i had to you know kind of just fend for myself in that in that area you know growing up i never talked about women with my father i never um never talked about finances i never talked it was just and even in the in the education conversation it was go to school, focus on your school, but you know, even sitting down with me and making sure that I got through school in a way was on my own. You know what I mean? Wow. See, okay, again, I'm, I have to explain that our parents, uh, my father and your father are siblings. Um, yeah. I mean, from I have a perspective of it, but I want you to answer this one first. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think their upbringing had a, a, a thing to do with how, they, how, they, how your dad raised you? Do you think there was a lack of education or a lack of emotion there, a lack of relationship with your um, father, with his father or with grandpa, you can say, that he couldn't uh, relate to you or he couldn't like, um, I guess, give you, you know what I'm saying? Because you said you wanted a relationship with them, some kind of conversation. Do you feel like because he didn't have that as a child that he didn't know how to give love because he didn't know how he didn't receive love? Um, Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think. Um, especially me being an adult and forgiving my father and being in the place that I am now, um, because I've had these conversations with him and, you know, I sat with him and talked to him about, you know, what his upbringing was like and why, you know, he thinks the way he thinks because it comes from somewhere, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like they, he decided to have kids and not want to be present yes right. for him it, it just it what he saw is what he started to give off 
So I definitely believe that it had everything to do with his, his upbringing um, and just based off conversation, you know, um, down to the way he even disciplined me was exactly how he was disciplined. Um, yes, really? It was, it was verbatim the same thing. Um, my dad was very, very, very rough with me growing up. Um, and, you know, when I talked to him about it as an adult, it was that's just how he understood that a kid needed to be corrected um, and mm. that, you know, that's what he that's what he did. And so everything, everything about his childhood reflects how he was as a parent, for sure. Wow. 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 See, I mean, again, being uh, related, I didn't my father didn't give me that kind of uh, dis- uh, mm. discipline. Um, we would have conversation. I remember the, a, a good um, a good memory I have of him just uh, just sitting down and talking with him but that's far in between but as far as discipline my father did not, did not discipline me the way I think he needed to discipline me I mean I think I've gotten disciplined by my, by my dad in my entire life probably twice and both times I deserved it but it wasn't because like like his attitude was not aggression you know it was never aggression it was more of like I, honest, I knew he loved me but whenever he, when he disciplined me, it was never out of aggression. It was more of like a frustration mm-hmm. that I deserve. So with your, mom, with your dad being in the house and he disciplined you the way he was um, was disciplined when he was a child. I mean, from um, uh, my perspective, my our grandfather, I mean, he was from he was in the military. So I guess he was very militant about right. the way he disciplined his kids, uh, mm-hmm. our, our, our uncles. So. I've never heard that perspective because I'm not heard stories of how he disciplined my uncles and our uncles, but I've never heard it on second hand as far as um, my uncles doing that to our, our yeah. Cousins. It was it was it was definitely rough, and um, actually a lot of the, the a lot of the discipline came from um, his mother. Um, so his, oh. his father had I think a little bit to do with it, but a lot of it coming from his mother. Um, so that's where they, it, 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 it stemmed from a lot. Um, but his father, I think was, he was, cause he's, he's younger, he's way younger than your dad. I think they're, they're off by like, probably like six or seven years. So um, I think your right. dad had more, seen more of, of his dad, but hit, um, our grandfather was already out by that time. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there, it, it sent from more so of his mother. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't, I'm I, I pretty much I'm learning today um, <laughs> yeah, more man. than I thought I knew. Um, so then you said there was some stuff that you you experienced with your dad, or you wanted to you wanted to have mm-hmm. with him a relationship. Why do you feel like you needed that, and why were you craving that even as a child, or stress um, as an adult? Do you feel like he was giving that to your siblings, or it was just I think it was, I think it was all of us, um, because when I look now, they don't lack it because I, I gave it to them. Um, I didn't want them to experience what I, cause I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have an older brother. I didn't have an, um, older sister to be around. Um, so I was, you know, my siblings looked to me for you know, guidance and conversation and stuff like that. Things that they didn't feel comfortable talking to my dad about, they definitely came to me. So, um, 
you said your question was why did I feel like I, I couldn't talk to him um, I think it was I get I think he just didn't know how um, and he didn't he wasn't fully uh. comfortable to have the conversation because he just didn't know how to respond I honestly think he was still learning himself because um, he he was taught on his right. own you know what I mean? So he 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 learned about how to be how uh, how to conduct his finances and address women and how to dress and how to iron and and um, you know how to function in this world by himself. So you know he did he he knows that he provided shelter, um, he provided food in the fridge. Um, and that's it. You know what I mean? You don't you don't lack. You go to school. I put you in school. I put you in a home. Um, you have food in your stomach. You don't lack. So that's what else do we need to talk about? Um, you know what I mean? So I think he just didn't know how to, you know, sit down and you know, be in all the stages. And I remember even when, um, um, I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about you know sexual experiences sure oh okay so i remember when he found out that i lo I lost my virginity right and he was in shock and like pretty much heartbroken because he found out when we were at the doctor's office mm. <laughs> and it was funny because we're in a doctor's office and you know the doctor asked you are, are you sexually active and i'm like stuttering and you know because i want to say no but it's not true just in case they have you know, want to do tests and I, cause you know, it was early on in my age. Um, so I, I, I was honest. I said, um, yes, I am sexually active. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And after and he was crying, wow. <laughs> he cried, man. And, uh, I asked him why he was crying and he said, you know, uh, how come I didn't know that? And that was it. Hmm. We never talked about it again after that. You know, even wow. that, you know, you you would you expect your dad to be like, okay, like what was it like? And like what who who was it with? And you need to get tested and you know, it should go into a deeper conversation other than I can't believe you didn't tell me. And it was almost like it was kind of like a like a a frowned upon thing when in reality, me being a Christian, I wish he would have gone the extra mile and been like well okay you you did this but here's what the bible says about it and you know your flesh is gonna make you feel like you want it but you shouldn't be doing that um wow well, so. i mean i i, I find it fascinating because i mean from my perspective i'm, I'm thinking about if, I, if my dad asks me if i'm sexually active um just just basing it on the relationship that i have or had with my have with my father back then and now for him to ask me that kind of question um, me being a, a, a boy and my father being a man mm -hmm. and experiencing that, I would think from at least for me, I didn't experience that with, with my dad. Mm -hmm. I would think that would be like a, a pride yeah. thing, yeah. like a pride thing. Like he would look forward to talk, have that kind of right. conversation. Like, oh, you did this? Oh, yeah. What kind of girl? Like, you know, asking questions, right. dude, you know, dude stuff. Right. But it was kind of reversed. Why did he feel like he was, it was a betrayal? Like he, you betrayed him. Uh, I, to this day, I don't know. I have no idea. Wow. I've the, in that conversation, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't ask him because we 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 uh, we had a conversation a couple of years ago, 
kind of addressing the the upbringing and how I, I kind of confronted him about, you know, just a lot of things that I was feeling. So just for my own release, because, you know, I was I grew up with a lot of hurt um, and it reflected right. in the way I was living and how I was treating people. So during that conversation, I didn't I didn't really ask him why he didn't. I was kind of more so talking about my the rea- the reaction on why he didn't do a lot of things. I, I, right. I really don't know. I think it was just my assumption would be that he just didn't know how and didn't know what to say mm-hmm. and what was he was afraid to say the wrong things. I think that's that's right. that's my opinion on why he didn't. Wow. Wow. All right. So let's take let's take a, let's take a, a, a turn now. I want to change the, the mm-hmm. dynamic of it. So yeah. now you're an adult. You had a conversation with your dad. You know, there's some stuff that you feel like you, you, you got, you both yeah. went through, and you grew up. You're an adult. He's an adult, and you had a conversation, and you guys are on good terms yeah. now. Um, so, one example I can give you is my dad. One good memory I had with my dad, I was trying to say earlier, is that um, I used to call my dad um, whenever I had a, 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 a something deep in my mm-hmm. mind that I want to talk about. And what he would do would pick up the phone and he was like, I'll meet you downstairs. And we would sit in the car and have a conversation with, and we would have a conversation. We had that probably two or three times. And that was one of like the most intense conversation or the, the best memory I have of my dad, where he was there for me, where I called him and he mm-hmm. was there. Um, And I loved it. You know, it, it was, it was just a moment in time that it happened, yeah. but I cherished that. So what, memories of your dad you can say a good memory of your dad that you can like uh you can project okay um i'm gonna say um that conversation the best memory i have was after that conversation that i had with him where i confronted him about a lot of stuff that was the first time my dad um in my whole entire life my dad apologized to me and okay we went out we had couple beers and uh we talked and we the funny thing is my <laughs> like all our uncles he's actually really funny like he's funny he's he's a comedian yeah. like and so we talked and we hung out and we probably hung out for the rest of the day we, he had a few errands to run so i drove around with him and you know that was that was a good that was a really good memory I remember that, and we talked, and you know, nice. it changed it, it changed the the dynamic of our relationship. You know, me and my dad don't talk every day, um, but you know, I can I can send him a text and tell him I love him, and he'll respond that he loves me too. So nice, that, that's a big difference. That's, it's a huge difference, you know, because I I didn't grow up with that, and here I didn't hear I love you a lot growing up. Um, so let me just capitalize on that. So when you actually told your dad. Uh, should I say elaborate on that? When you, when you tell your dad that you love him for the first time, mm. do you remember that and how how that went? Or well, that was something that was common in your house? <sighs> oh no, nah, it definitely wasn't common. Um, I don't remember the first time, but I remember a time that it marked me. Um, right. And it was it was there was a situation that um, him and my mother were going through, and. I confronted him about it and he kind of broke down to me about the situation and you know just what he was feeling as a man 
And I was, it was, it was during that conversation I realized like I can be honest with him as a man to man conversation. Like it wasn't like a, 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 a dad to a boy. It was a dad to his adult son. Um, and this was wow. prior to me coming to him about how I felt about um, our relationship. This was just a situation between him and my mom. And I got in between it or whatever. And um, I spoke to him as a man and what his duty is as a husband, as a father, and as a man of God. And, you know, he took that and, you know, and he told me he loved me and he thanked me for the conversation. So that was definitely a marking uh, or uh, a love you that I, uh, I love you that I remember um, for sure. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I said, I told my dad, my, I told my dad, I love him literally about a month ago. Wow. For the first time. First time. Wow. First time. That's what, um, actually episode two is about telling my dad that I love him for the first time. Life has just been crazy, but I got to listen to episode two. Nah, wow. I'm telling you the second episode is about telling my dad that I love him for the first time. I'm 37 years old. This is my first time I ever told my dad that I love him ever. That's, I'm going to be my face right now, bro. I'm, <laughs> That's why when you say you, you said you told your dad you love him, I mean, it sounds like a, from what I heard, it sounds like common, but for me, is a foreign thing, like foreign. How was the like, response? I'm sure it's in the episode, but how was the response? Oh, the response was, it was, it was, uh, it was appreciated. Like I, I, I embraced him, I hugged him and I held him there for a, a couple of seconds longer than expect, expected. Yeah. And I told him I love him. First time he didn't say anything. I never. I tell. I told him I love him a second time, and then he heard it. He felt it, and then he 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 pulled back and he said, "Thank you." Say, "I love you too." Thank you. Wow. It was it was emotional. It was powerful. Like it was this. I mean, I went with the full intention of telling him that honestly, and I don't know if of of if any of uh, my other siblings have done that. That's not my focus. I just want to know. I just want him to know that that he's loved. Because I don't want him to go around thinking that, um, feeling guilty, pretty yeah. much. I know he didn't have a, a perfect up, upbringing. Actually, he had a tough yeah. upbringing. But I don't want him to to carry on thinking that, of carry on and thinking that he, what he did was wrong. Right, uh, that was fine. But just carrying his burden, yeah. you know, what I'm saying that he was not forgiven for what he did. And I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not the type of person that I want to I don't hold on to guilt. I don't hold on to uh, uh, yeah. anger. So I want him to know that he is loved. Because it's one thing to be there and you know that we love him, but it's another thing to physically yeah, say. Yeah, it is. And that's yeah. what I did. Wow, I commend you for that, bro. So that was a that's, big that, Wow. I, I got chills thinking about it. Just like being an adult, 37 years old, bro. And it, was that the first time you heard him say, I love you too? I can honestly say wow. that yes, the 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 other memory I had of my dad that was very very fond was when I graduated from junior high school, and he came to my graduation, and my mom was there and some of my siblings were there and my father hugged me he gave me a man bear hug, and he said I'm proud of you. This is actually the first time I actually I think the first time I actually said this, he hugged me and said I am proud of you. That's one of the first encounters that I had with my dad that was. Before I, I, so I told him I love him. And wow. This was junior high school. So junior high school to present, yeah. this is a long yeah. gap in between. 
yeah so that was like the this is the two occasions that i can honestly say besides me um being in yeah. the car with him and talking to him that i can honestly say those are like the impact that impact my oh, life incredible. i can honestly say yeah it impact my life when you have those things in your life especially your dad when he does those things that's out the ordinary mm-hmm. it sticks yeah man, that's it's that's deep, deep. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. It is. It is. It is. And I asked that question. I asked other people. I was like, you know, was the first time, or have you ever told your dad that you love him? Some people said no. Other people said, I, wow. I don't think I will ever. Yeah. Because of the relationship they have, or you know, the lack of it's relationship. And it's not. A, it's not a. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a negative thing for them not to feel that way because everybody's entitled to that feeling. But what I will say is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a release when you let go of that anger. Yes, yes, yes. Like I remember, it really took a really uh, a tough um, ordeal in my life, uh, where I felt like I lost everything, to really right. go deep and figure out what what was wrong with me. What 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 caused me to do that thing or go through that situation? And you. You got to go deep in your child roots, the, the the early stages of your life up to your adult um, years to because people don't realize like your upbringing has everything to do with what you're going on in your adult life. Yes. And you got to go deep and, and release those 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 toxins that are just indulged in your sub memory and and really forgive forgive release um heal healing is like the most important thing um to to be able to you know function appropriately as an adult because like you don't you'll bring all those those childhood memories to your relationships to your friendships to your 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 relationship yeah just everything you know and how you think and you know you don't you don't realize like holding on to those things, those things, like those, that hatred you have for that, your father or your, your mother, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna kill you to, till you die. And even when they die, it doesn't go away. You know what I mean? That's true. So I, I, I was, whoever true. listening and, you know, this podcast is super important, um, to the culture because if you, especially to the Haitian culture, because I, I really feel like our generation and the the upper generation, our fathers, our grandfathers, they were built to just not be connected to their emotions. So you right. you being an, an adult and, and wanting to love, you got to teach them how to love first and break that cycle and release that and don't love don't don't hate them, love them harder than they loved you, and you'll be surprised on, on yeah. how you know your life changes that's my that's my two cents that's what's up i mean i think it's, it's definitely a yeah. culture thing i mean most of the stuff that we see in you know parents saying i love you and embracing their child is something that you see but again for me it was foreign i'm pretty sure it was right. foreign for you too but as the, the culture you know this generation what i'm trying to implement what i'm trying to change um the generational curse i'm trying to say i'm trying to change is i want to yeah. be different I don't want to be the same thing that my grandfather did, my father did. I don't want to be different because what happens is if I don't do, change that, my son is going to change, is going to do that. 
the only way I can change that is if I change yep. myself so my son can see mm-hmm. what I've done so he can he can pretty much replicate exactly. what I'm doing because he's going to love the way I love he's going to embrace exactly. the way I embrace he's going to like he's going to do everything exactly. that I do you know what I'm saying because I'm I'm his yep. his role model that's I'm the first role model so whatever I do right. is what he's going to mimic so if I don't change that it's not going to be good so that's my first thing i'm going to love him until he can't i can't love no more i'm going to hold him i'm going to kiss him i'm going to do everything that i feel like i didn't have but yeah. he needs to have that's so that's it's, important, it's very important and you breaking that now is just gonna it's just everything after you is just going to be the same thing man it's just it's going to be a beautiful thing and then we're just going to have generations of and generations of healthy relationships healthy father and son bonds man and it's super important like it starts with us it does it does so what what are some memories why not memories what are some good things that you feel like you learned from your dad that you can implement on your future child um i will say um i would say one one thing is education um and with that, I mean, my dad was very stern and, and, and taught me the input, in, importance of education, but I wish he went more in depth with it. But with that, I'm going to be able to bring that to my son and really sit down with him and talk to him about why it's important and give him the option. Because what my dad told me was it's school or you're going to be broke. And that's not true. You know what I mean? Um, but with my son, I'm going to tell him school and this is why, but these are other ways that you can be successful. But I would recommend school. Um, I would say laughter. My dad does know how to laugh. He does know how to joke. Um, and that's that's one thing, you know, I can, I, I'll never take away from him. Like, he, he's a funny guy. Um, so I, 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 I'm going to implement that with, with, with my kids, just laughter, um, knowing, you know, when to laugh and when to know and know when to be serious to know that, um, make that dif- the, um, the difference. Um, the other thing is being family oriented. Uh, my dad did a really great job of bringing me around my cousins and my family. Um, and that's something I definitely want to bring around, um, bring my kids around. And like, I, I, I felt like I never laughed in that area. Like I, my family were still tight knit. And that's one thing I want to continue for generations. I want him and his cousins to be tight knit, just like we are. Because now we look at each other and we're like, this is what we looked at our dads and this is what they used to do. And now we look at our, our my nephews and nieces and, and are like, wow, like look at these kids. And that was us when we were younger. And so I want that to continue. That's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, I mean, our family, itself i think especially this generation even uh, yeah. uh parents generation they're very close i can honestly say that yeah. and for every time that i have an opportunity to talk about my family i boast about them i, yeah. I, I honestly boast about my family because the how close we are is is so profound yeah that we we have <laughs> we have a, a group chat for the entire mm-hmm. family then we yeah. have the boys group chat then we have the girls group chat. Then you have others group chat on the side. I'm telling you, we a family that we can never get enough of each other. I, yeah. We'll talk. Every time I talk about my family and I tell them, I tell other people how we are loving and how we, was, we there's no animosity when, when it comes to us. It's all about laughter. 
the uncles to the cousins is all about laughter and i i 100 percent can honestly say that we have a very very close family yeah. and my my net my my son is gonna be even more closer to his cousins because he's gonna see that that's what we do and he's gonna implement that as well and exactly. i love that i can never i can never never take that back you know, I can I can honestly say this kind of stuff is important. It's imperative to have yeah. to to have a good relationship, not only with your own parents, but with just with your cousins. Yeah, that's that's my, that's my family. That's how we are family. There's nothing that we are doing that you won't find um, uh, most of us there. Birthday, a wedding, any kind of celebration, we go in and we go in deep, yeah. and we don't really care who is it for. Yep. We're gonna go in deep. As long as three or four of us is there, it's a party. <laughs> it's a party. You know, party. I mean, you don't need no friends. It can literally just be us, and it's gonna be yeah. Time. That's all it is. Yeah. All it is. We find trips that we do in the winter time. Yeah. Like it's always something that's going on. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly can't, can't. <clears throat> I, I love it. I really, really do love it. And I hope, I pray that the next generation not only implement that, but they can, it, it would continue. Yeah. It really, really would continue. So moving on with that, so you're not a dad yet. Not yet. Right? Not that I know of. No, no, no. I mean, not, not that I know of, but not. <laughs> I won't tell anybody else. Right. <laughs> I got no kids. Not yet. But are they they're coming. Yes, it's a blessing. I'm telling you, it's a blessing. But as a as a future dad, mm-hmm. what kind of dad do you want to be? I mean, you have you're not a dad yet. Yeah. And you you have you have a father. And you've had all these role models. You had all these individuals in your life. Yeah. You've you've grown up. You became a man yourself. Yeah. I can honestly say. So, looking forward towards the future, as a father, what kind of dad do you want to be to your son or to your to your daughter? Um, I want to be. I want to be an honest dad. Um, that's that's my biggest thing. Um, just being real with them about what life is um, and starting them early with that, you know, um, little by little, of course, with, you know, the realistic things about life, but I want to be honest um, and transparent. Um, I want to be, I want them to be on fire for Christ. I want, I, I want them to be very, very in tune with their, their um, religion. Um, Christianity, being a Christian, what it means, what, what, how hard it's going to be, but how imperative it is for them to keep God close to them. Um, right. I want them to understand how um, how to have fun, how to rest, um, how to budget and make money work for you, which is why I'm working so hard to to um, know, learn that myself and how to make money a tool and not um, something I keep trying to get. Um, just a 180 from what I know. You know what I mean? Just present. I want them to understand, you know, know what vacations are and, you know, what a break is and what hard work is. Um, I also want to be a great example as a husband and just be present and love right. my wife through everything and anything um, because that's that's something yes. I didn't I didn't grow up with um, the relationship between my parents wasn't healthy I didn't I didn't witness a healthy relationship between them um, which was really unfortunate mm-hmm. okay. um, because in their own way they're very 
great, they're great people, but you know, they just, they clashed. Um, and unfortunately that's all that I witnessed. Right. So that's something I was very intentional about with my wife, just making that the culture of my relationship. I, I'm gonna kiss my wife in front of my kids. I'm gonna joke with my wife constantly. We're gonna go out on dates. We're gonna, you know, take vacations and leave the kids at home and just, you know, show my daughter and my son at the same time what you need to look for in your relationship that, you know, um, and, you know, have honest conversations about, you know, when they're age appropriate about, you know, what we're going through, a hard time, because there's going to be hard times, but just walking them through that instead of just trying to shield them and, and um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of a lot of the things that my parents did was she try to shield us, but not realizing or yeah, not realizing that they weren't really shielding us. We would be in another room and still know what's going on, right. and you know, or just not say anything when we observe yeah. something. But we, we see and we don't realize that, you know, we're sponges, that the kids are sponges. So addressing everything and, and being honest. So that's my biggest thing, man. That's the conversation I have with my wife on a daily basis. Just how we just gotta keep this momentum up and 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 you know, just be present in in each other's lives and be the example that, you know, we want our kids to see. That's right. So I'm like you and on a good on a good path right now. That's that's what sounds good. That's what I want to hear. Happy relationship. It starts there. You gotta have a good foundation with your wife in order right. to have a good foundation with your kids. Cause if you can't if you can't get along with your wife, oh, yeah. it's gonna be a problem when <laughs> once the kids come around. The kids come around. Do you particularly have any fears for the future? Fears with the kids? Yeah, being a dad or as a or for your kids, yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, it's like it's you say all these things, right? Everything that I just mentioned, and it sounds good, right? But when it's game time, there's gonna be you know curveballs every day, right. man. Like there is in life now, you know. It's not. It's not a. It's not a walk in the park. So you know, my. I, I think my biggest fear is hurting my son the way I was hurt, mm. and 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 like him being an adult and having the same conversation that I had with my dad, mm. and you know, feeling like I failed him because. I made, I tried this, I said all these things that I wanted to be and then you get older and, you know, cause that's what my dad said to me. He was like, you know, when 20, 25 plus years ago when I decided that I was gonna have a son and all this thing, I had all these plans and how I wanted our lifestyle to be and you grow up and, and stuff happens. And, you know, it's, you go off course and it's not what you expected it to be. So now, me being an adult, me being married and preparing to start my own family, that's my biggest fear, bro. Like, being 50 plus years old and my son's telling me how he didn't feel loved and all this other stuff that I didn't do for him. And, you mm. know, that's, that's definitely a huge fear. Wow, 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 wow. Well, the fact that you acknowledge it as a fear, then it's not something that is going to happen. I can honestly say. Wow. I mean, as when a kid's growing, you can you can plug in them as much as you can, 
And when they grow up, they had to make that decision. But you just got to know that you make, you, you did all you can do. But that's what, far in advance. So we're not even there yeah. yet. But it's good that you know what you want and not want in a relationship with your child. Um, because we didn't have it. Yeah. You didn't have it. But you also want to implement right. it. You know, we want to change that dynamic. We want to change that cycle. Um, so before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask the last question. And I just want to know, what do you want the dads or fathers out there to know currently right now is whatever's going on? Because, you know, those that don't have a relationship with the child, those that want to have a relationship with a child, like what do you want? What kind of message do you want to leave with fathers and dads out there? Um, it's not too late to start. Um, you know, I, I, I truly believe no matter what you did, um, whether they're young or old, um, it's not too young. It's not too late for you to apologize and make the correction. And at first they, it might not be received, but keep trying. You, you, you don't even... You don't even know the impact or the, the the depth of your power when it comes to your kids. Like all they want to know is that you love them and that you're there for them and that you care about who they are as a person. Um, whatever they're going through that doesn't make you make proud or what you you wanted for them and they didn't do. You know, they're especially if they're they're an adult respect that you know what i mean and love them if they're kids yeah. you yeah. still have a chance to mold them and and you know just appreciate who they're growing as a person um, so I, I, that would be my biggest advice um, for any father out there you know uh, me being in the stage that i'm in where i'm i'm reading a lot of books about fatherhood and talking to a lot of fathers and um you know I, I, I think that's the biggest thing that I grasp like from any older generation it's like I wish I did something different or did more and you know fathers who are dealing with teenagers it's like oh, I don't know what to do I'm just giving up nah stick there you know be present remind say I love you you don't even understand I love you from a father goes a long long way um, so yes and yes. sit down you know, fathers, take your daughters out on dates so they're not finding how, finding out how to date a, a dude from a dude. You know, they should find out how to eat love from you. You know, sit down with your sons, you know, if, if, and if you don't want your son to be a womanizer, sit down with him and really teach him how wrong it is, you know. Um, but yeah, just that would be my biggest advice for sure. I could I couldn't say it any better myself. You took the words right out of my mouth. Real talk. <laughs> real real talk so i just want to thank you bro because yo i appreciate that you come in came in this podcast and one to support me and two to be vulnerable you know what i'm saying that's one thing we need to learn how to do is be vulnerable one thing about men is the society and culture is teaching us we need to be we need to shut down and be a soldier and do what we need to do but we need to like break that barrier down and show others and show our sons and daughters our, and our wives that we're not just soldiers right. we human being we are husbands right. we, are, we are dads we have emotions we have feelings to help yeah. others know that you know and to express that it's one thing yeah. to to feel it again but it's, it's to yeah. express it tell my tell your son tell your wife 
and your, your your siblings, your mom, your dad, that you love them. You you want them to be there. Again, it's one thing to know, but it's another thing to, to say. Yeah. You know, you gotta take action towards uh, your life. Yeah. Positivity is contagious. Mm-hmm. So if we continue that, it's only going to get better. Honestly, it could get better. So I, I'm going to take what you said and move on with that. And that's 100%. I agree with that. And with that, I just want to say thank you so much. Oh, man. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for, so much for being vulnerable, like I said before, and let the world know, you know, fathers, dads, you know, we love yeah. them. Yo, you know what I'm saying? And I honestly gotta say I love you for, for everything that you you've done for being here, for being brave. And I love you for that, man. I, you I'm too, thankful bro. for that. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah. It's dope. It's a great no problem. Yes, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So in that note, guys, I want to say thank you again for for joining me on this podcast. Uh the, on Dear Dad podcast. And it is a platform again to express yourself however way you want to. All right, guys, I want to thank my my guest, first guest, Evans Darius. Evans Henry Darius. I don't even know who you are. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Our very first um, guest. So again, guys, thank you again for joining us, and I will see you in a few. Later. Now, a moment with the family. Okay, the, uh, his best friend, the short one. I'm gonna. Oh, no, she saw the one that broke the internet. She was the second one. You're doing good, Abby. You're doing good. Okay. This is. Okay. This is a hard one. Hold on, hold on. Okay, Okay, guys, if you want to keep up or listen to more of this podcast, you can go to Google Play, Stitcher, Apple, and Spotify. And, of course, on social media as far as Instagram. Catch you later.